So I had a seminar not too long ago about compassion fatigue for my job. Um, and it was about, my, for my job, I work at a vet clinic. So I guess people get tired of the clients and seeing animals in distress. But the whole time I was in this seminar, I just, everything was just kept referencing to God. And for me, it was like, you know, everything that the lady was saying, it, it just kept, God was speaking to me through what she was talking about. It had nothing to do with God, but everything was just, this is, I felt that it was something that I needed to speak about. And um, so the topic of what I'm going to be thinking or talking about is um, the thought process that we have um, and how drastic it changes, how God wants to change it for us. But he's given us free will. So it's our choice to change our thought process. He'll give us every tool that we need. He will give us every person that we need to help us change that. But it's in order to, for us to be able to change our thought process, to change our mentalities. That's why it's so cool to give your life to Christ because it's your choice. If you think about it, you don't want to be with somebody or you don't want somebody's love that's forced to be with you. That's not real. And that's the same way that God wants our love. He wants it to be genuine because he gave us that free will. Do you think about that? It's just such a deep concept and it's, it just has so much meaning to it. So just going forward with that, um, one of the things that I thought was really cool was the truths that are behind it. And um, it says, we cannot control the world or others. Nothing outside of us has the control to make us feel good or bad. It is not the circumstances, but our thoughts about the circumstances that create our experience in that. We attract what we think about. Emotions are vibrations that lead to actions. We cause, we can't, sorry, we can't permanently change our results without, care, without changing our thoughts. We, and the last one is, we don't have to get any, wait, wait, sorry. We don't have to get anything to feel better. We can feel better right now in this moment. And it all ends up with just depending on who saved you. God sacrificed his son for us. Think about that. Like when those moments when you feel so just overwhelmed, you can change your thought process. Trusting in, oh, hold on. And a big part of it is trusting in God and you know everything that he's done for us for me i can on i have we have to stand on those promises that god has given us in those moments where we feel broken where we feel distraught where we feel like i don't want to do this anymore we have to change that mentality we have to change the mentality of constantly going like for me i'm gonna be completely honest i love to shop i love makeup i like clothes more like most women but we have to change that just like it says in one of the truths we cannot um we can't we don't have to get anything to feel better. It's all in the way that we think about things. And it tripped me out when I was listening to this woman speak about it. And it all starts with um, circumstances that trigger thoughts. And our thoughts trigger feelings. And our feelings trigger actions. And then there's the result of your actions, feelings, and thoughts. Um, so starting off with, there's, okay, so there's a fact. Let's say you can't pay your rent. There you go. You can't pay your rent. So you're stressing out. Instead of stressing out, and I know that's a really scary situation for anybody to be in, especially if you have kids, and that's just a scary situation in general. you got to change your thought process for that. Remember who you serve. We serve a God so great. He is bigger than anything, any obstacle, anything that the enemy tries to get to you with. Another thing is we have to remember our mind is the battlefield that the enemy will continuously try to attack us in. If you haven't read the book, um, I know Joyce Myers, give her a little plug. It's amazing. Um, 
uh, Battlefield of the Mind. Oh my God, it's so good. And it talks about your thought process, how you think about things, the way that your mind deals with things. We are greater than our mind. The Lord, like I said, the Lord gave us willpower. So we were able to to deal with the things that we think about. We have to change that thought. We have to realize when we're thinking about things. Um, a cool fact, I think it was like, you have 38,000 thoughts a day and you don't even realize that you have those thoughts. That's just how fast your brain works constantly. And you don't even realize half the thoughts. So remembering when you're thinking about that, when you catch yourself being down, you have to check yourself constantly all day. I know I do. Even with prayer, when I forget to pray, it's all bad. It's so important to stay plugged into the Lord. Every morning you wake up, I wake up with a little scripture. I got the Bible app. I love that. Um, and I always read it every morning, and I will, I will try to apply that Bible scripture to my day all day long because I know that I need it. And it helps me change my thought process. When there's something going on and you just feel like, you know, I don't want to deal with it, we have to change our thought process. Pray in that moment. If you got to ask God, help me. Help me see the light in this situation. Help me see the cup half full. Get on your knees. Take a bathroom break. You are legally allowed to take a bathroom break, as many bathroom breaks as you want. Your boss can't tell you nothing. They don't know what you're doing in there. Go take a bathroom break if you have to. You get 10-minute breaks legally. I don't know where you work, but you should be getting 10-minute breaks if you work an eight-hour shift. Go take a walk. Go take a moment to yourself. Get on your hands and knees. If you have to get on your get in your car and pray and put your worship music on and just cry out to the Lord, do it. It will help you change your thought process. But we got to stop depending on the things that we used to depend on, such as like other people, for example. I love my husband, but I know I can't depend on him for everything. I love my mom. I can't depend on him for everything. I love every single person that I'm like, I love all of you guys. You guys are all amazing, but I know I can't depend on you. I'm gonna just be real. I know because we're all human and you guys can't depend on me the same way. I'm a human being. We're gonna make mistakes. And that's something that we have to understand that the only person that we can depend on is God. And we have to stop change. We have to start changing our thought process. Like, oh, I can depend on this person. No, you can't. I'm sorry. Get out of the fantasy world of, you know, people are perfect and be real. God is the only thing that is perfect. He has brought us this far. He has brought us this far. I know he's brought me so far from where I was before, and I'm so grateful for it. And for the, for the way that I did such a dramatic life change is I know I couldn't have done it on my own. And it's because of God and because of constantly seeking his face, being connected to the people that are around us. Yes, we need each other. Doesn't mean that just because we can't rely on each other 100% of the time doesn't mean that we don't need each other. We need to have each other. We need to stay connected. Um, it's so important. These are the tools that God has given us. God has given us each other so we can stay connected, so we can stay united. It's so important for these things to, to just keep us close, you know? You got to think about that, encouraging each other. When having that person that you're able to, to share secret thoughts with or, you know, anything, whatever it is, secret emotions that you feel you're not comfortable with even with yourself, that's something that you can depend on the Lord. If he hasn't already provided you with somebody that you don't even, maybe you, there's somebody there that you feel like you can confide in. Maybe there's not. If you don't feel that way, it's because God's still trying to get a hold of your heart. And it's because you still need to depend on him instead of anybody else. A lot of times people will strip you of people that you think, oh, this is my best friend, oh, whatever. No, he wants you to be depend on him. I know that happened to me firsthand, one of my best friends. I rarely see her anymore. I love her to death, but... I know a big reason why she got pulled out of my life 
the way that she did. She's still in my life. I love her. I talk to her. But we're not close like that anymore because I know I needed to depend on God and go my own way. I couldn't continue to follow the things and have the same mentality that I used to have if I, if I wanted to follow the ways that God wants me to go and answer the call that God has for me. Everybody has a call in their life, and it's so detrimental that we continue to seek him for that, you know? And changing our thoughts and how we get to where we're going to get is all depends on our thoughts and the free will that God has given us. Um, our thoughts are choices. So when you, and we have full control over that. The enemy will try to sit there and tell you otherwise, like you're not good enough or, you know, you'll never overcome this situation. We have to continue to switch back and check ourselves. Check the enemy. If you have to sit there and rebuke him out loud, rebuke him out loud. Anybody look at you crazy, say what? I, I have to, I have to, I'm sorry. I got to rebuke the devil because I know it's a lie. And who cares? <laughs> who cares if they look at you like you're crazy? We know the guy that we serve. I've been looked at so many times at my new job, like, this girl is off. She's off her rocker. She is crazy. But I don't care because I'm the, the reason why I'm there is because God has placed me there. The reason why I am where I am is because God has placed me here. There's, I, I could care less what anybody thinks because God's opinion is the only thing that matters to me. I'm not going to sit there and, and allow the world to dictate the way that my thought process is, the way that the way that I love, the way that I love the Lord. That's not, that's not the way that he has created us. We're individual and we're made different from the world for this exact reason so we can share his love, so we can be the light for everybody else in the world that doesn't know him or isn't, doesn't have the same relationship with him as we do. We are here to share that with them. And it's just, that's something that God really put on my, on my heart and just learning to trust him in those moments. And in those moments when you feel so weak and you feel that, you know, you don't, you don't know what to do. And um, just helping, depending on him to help you realize, like, when, when, am I, when am I going too far? When am I allowing myself, when am I burying myself in my own pit? A lot of stuff that we go through is self-inflicted. Let's just be real. I know it is for me. So, I mean, you got to think about the things that we're putting ourselves through as well. And a lot of it has to do with our thought process. So, depending on him, every morning, reading his word, praying, even, like, I love what Pastor said one time. He said, um, it was a quote from a man. He says, I don't go more than, um, <laughs> I don't go more than, uh, I don't pray for longer than three minutes, but I don't go more than five minutes without praying. I believe that was what it was. But, um yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm really nervous. <laughs> but that was something that really stuck with me. And you don't have to sit there and, you know, and worry about, oh, I didn't pray for an hour at my lunchtime. No, just keep praying throughout your day. Keep praying throughout your day. Every time that you need the Lord, like there's never, you can never have enough prayer. Let's just be real. You can never have enough prayer. And it helps with everything that you go through, helping change your thoughts your feelings, your actions, and just being able to control your mind. But, uh, I called it the gift. And when I was thinking about this message and I was told that I would be, I was asked or I was, hey, you're going to be speaking. And I was like, okay. Uh, I know, you know, I've, I've talked before, but like not in this type of sense here. And it's a privilege to be behind this pulpit to have our pastors, you know, entrust a young man of my, you know, 
of me to speak to you guys. It's, you know, I just, it's crazy to me sometimes. But, um, <laughs> but I, what I was thinking of is the, the time that we're in, the, the season that we're in right now. It's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, right? Um, and Ephesians 2, 8 popped into my head. And it says, just to make time quick here, for, great, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. So we're here because we've been given a gift and we already have that in our hands. We have the gift in our hands as we sit here, as we speak, when we're outside. The fact that we've been saved was not, it was not um, something that we did. It was already done for us. Um, the gift of God, which has saved us, is in our hands. Again, um, once we realize what has been given to us, we now must earn the purpose that God has for us. Um, it's kind of just something how I kind of like took from that scripture is, is there's a purpose in the, in the reason why he gave each one of us the gift. And for each one of us, it's different. You know, some people can talk profoundly and, and, and move people in a certain way. Some people do it by works of just being there, being a pillar, you know, um, some people can do both, a little bit of both, a little bit of everything, but each one of us has uh, a purpose that, you know, in, in, in our gifting. So um, let's see here. Sorry, I kind of read and skip around a lot. Sorry. Um, <coughs> sorry. So I said by accepting Christ, a gift was given despite how bad or good we may have been or what we've done. It doesn't matter. The gift was still given to us. Um, and I had another part, Ephesians 2, 9, 10. It says, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his worksmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So being saved, being saved coming to Christ is one thing. But that's only the beginning, and and sometimes we could uh, we can allow our circumstances to uh, maybe we tend to forget it or or it becomes something of uh, you know yesterday. But we need to hold you know to hold that in our in our hearts to the forefront because when things get tough, we look at that that it's already been again it's been given to us beforehand. Like we he already knew God already knew that he, give, he was going to give us a gift and we were going to go that path and we were still going to have trials. You know what I mean? So um, we have to, you know, bear, bear that tightly, I believe, that uh, it's something we can't forget. It's like we can't forget when we, when we first came to Christ and how that was impactful for us as well. You know, we always have to remember that because that will ignite you quick. Um Let's see here. Uh, skipped around again. Um, okay, over the over the weekend uh, that I was preparing this, and even when I wasn't preparing it, um, I, I had no idea what I was going to talk to you guys about. Um, I just knew that I had to somehow incorporate life groups, um, or that's what I was. I mean, I wasn't told I had to, but like that's what I want to do. It's a life group, uh, or you know, themed 
uh, service tonight, so I wanted to at least put put that into some kind of perspective. Um, being a part of ministries like the Inspire or the Gang, um, that's within the the great the, the great ministry, the greater ministry of Victory Outreach Heart. Uh, I allowed myself to um, understand that God was moving inside of me and I didn't know what I wanted to speak to you guys about but he already knew where he was leading me to go he already, there was already a, a, a path that I was following I just didn't know I was in that path yet um, you know and I couldn't again like how my wife was saying you can't rely on others in a sense of like you can rely on people but to, you have to rely on God first once you put your you, once you rely on others for all the answers somewhere down the line you're gonna you're gonna get a failure or a misstep and it's you know it's when you really entrust in god um your answers he always give you the right answer whether you like it or not um <coughs> sorry um it is it is and always will be our faith in god that we will prevail through anything jesus was our gift from god a gift unparalleled to anything we'll ever know our faith must be an equal part to that. Uh, that's what I kind of got from, um, you know, this when I was thinking about everything, the gifting of what, what we've got here, um, that the, it's, it's our faith. Because like it said in the beginning of uh, Ephesians 2, 8, that it's through faith that we were saved by his grace. You know, um, so that's a main priority, and our faith is built by reading the word and praying and seeking his face at all times, whether, you know, it's good or bad, you know. Um, okay, now I did it again. Okay, uh, so I had Proverbs eleven twenty eight here. Uh, a life devoted to things is a dead life. A, a God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. That was pretty deep right there to me because um, we can get caught up in the world. We can get caught up in whatever, everything else is going around, uh, you know, that, that this is the new age and this is that and this and that. But when we continue to follow God and let him shape where we're going to go and how we're going to get there, our, like it says, we're a flourishing tree. It's not going to be, you know, this is cool now. Next year, it's, it's not so cool anymore. You know what I mean? God is always cool. <laughs> um, we fail, we fail, we lose, we make mistakes with a life devoted to things. We will always be miserable in those times. Even if you're happy, you're still, just like they say, money can't buy everything. It doesn't buy happiness. So you can buy everything else, but you're still going to be miserable. Um, but do that with a God-shaped life. We're going to always be progressing. We love our trials. That's how, that's how I see it. We love our trials. Um, let's see here. So I said, step out of your comfort zone. Be who God wants you to be. This, will, this, this walk is hard. It will push you to your limits, even though we are limitless. It will make you uncomfortable. You, you will get tired. I believe me, I've been tired many times. But I know that when I go to a life group, for some reason, what happens? Life gets pushed inside of you again. So, um, and, I, and I 
had a scripture for that one. Jeremiah 17, 7, 8. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. They are like trees planted along a river with roots reaching deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they go right on producing delicious fruit. So, in other words, stay plugged in. Get plugged in if you're not. It's, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change your life. It changed mine. Uh, when we first got here, I, we dove straight into everything. I mean, I didn't, like, say no to anything. I just went and said, yes, I'll do whatever. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's go here. Let's do this. Yes. And I have, I have no regrets for that. Now, there will be seasons. You will have seasons where you do that. There will be seasons where you have to say, uh, no, I can't do that, but, I, but I'm still there with you in a sense that, you know, we can't always be doing everything. You might, you, you, you will drain yourself, you know, and that's where being part of life groups, talking about those type of things, um, you know, confiding in a, a certain person that, that comes close to you and you guys build a relationship, um, it, it's very impactful to be a part of life groups and, you know, even to go to different ones at times just to get different messages or, or uh, lifelines, if you will, uh, you know, pushed inside of you uh, that you can be a, a witness to somebody else in a different way. Um, so I, I end with a little quote I found uh, through a, a rare, not a rare, but um, an unorthodox area. Um, but it was, it, it's, it's impactful, I believe. So if you, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So I just end with that right there. Thank you.